Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, whether you're listening uh, on our podcast, uh, we're on Apple, Spotify, uh, you know, all the great podcast networks, Stitcher, Google. If you're uh, watching on my social media today, it's great to be back with you. Uh, we are live on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I really want to thank our uh, supporters of the show today, the Kansas City Area Development Council, for connecting us to this this great topic today and this great show. We are going to be talking all about KC Global Design. The website is kcglobaldesign.com. I'm throwing that up on the screen here. And I'm joined today by some really awesome uh, leaders in the Kansas City region and community uh, who are going to talk to us about what it is, what's next, what are the goals, learn more about the uh, the, the work that they're doing here in the region. I'm joined today by Ashley McDonald, who's the managing director of KC Global Design. Uh, Rich Smith, who is the chairman emeritus of Henderson Engineers. We've had Rich on many years ago, uh, and he's the co-chair of KC Global Design. So great to have him back. And Jennifer Lerner, who is the senior associate and director of marketing and communications with BRR Architecture, and she's on the Awareness Committee at KC Global Design. Welcome to the show, everyone. How are you today? Fantastic. Thanks great for having us. Yeah, yeah, it's great to have you all on the show. Um, very excited to talk about this. But before we get to it, I want to learn more about kind of everyone's backgrounds here. And I, I want to start with Ashley, since Ashley, you're a uh, you're the managing director of KC Global Design. Tell us about uh, your background and kind of, I know you're new, so talk to us about, you know, kind of your journey. Yeah, sure, Jason. So I am new. I'm starting week five, so it's been a great ride so far. And just a little bit of background, I was in healthcare prior to taking on this position with the Kansas City Area Development Council and with Advent Health for 14 years, leading out most recently on their construction project happening in South Overland Park and a new hospital expansion that opened last fall. And so through that process, I was really uh, became aware of just the work that the AEC industry does, have a whole new level of respect um, for all of that, and just was really excited and energized uh, to be involved in that. And then fast forward, obviously, when this position came open with Kansas City Area Development Council and leading out on global design, there was just a lot of uh, reason why it made sense for me to, to make that move and to, to be uh, on this great team. So really excited to be here this morning, and thank you again for, for having us. Yeah, of course. Let's move on to uh, Jennifer. Jennifer, if you want to unmute yourself. Yes, I, I am here. Um, hey, everyone. So I, I have a long and windy road as far as how I actually got to this table. I'm really honored to be here, Jason. Thanks again. Uh, so my background's in journalism. Um, I studied journalism in college. I wanted to be the next Katie Couric back in the day. Then got to school, went to Mizzou's J School, found out I actually hated reporting um, and ended up to be a news producer. So um, that's, that's where I got my roots in storytelling and journalism and broadcast and um, putting all the parts and pieces to tell a great story. So I worked actually here locally um, after a time in Nashville and Chicago and came to Kansas City about 22 years ago now um, and worked for the NBC affiliate here uh, for several years as a news producer. And then after working every shift in the building, every holiday, um, having a pager, all those things back in the day, um, hopped over to more PR, media relations, and marketing. Um, so spent a decade plus at Fleischman Hillard. And at that point, one of my clients was actually J.E. Dunn. Um, and that's where I got really a good foray into um, AEC. So J.E. Dunn was a client. I worked with them for several years in terms of storytelling and marketing. And then Burns and McDonald got a great um, ask point of view there from an engineering standpoint. Um, and then one day, um, a, a spot came open at HNTB's corporate communications team, and I continued my storytelling journey. So I managed their publications and worked on their social media, again, telling great stories about the work being done at HNTB. Uh, and then I wanted to continue to move up, and then BRR was kind enough to bring me on as the director of marketing here. So um, as, you know, as a member firm, I, I sit on the awareness committee. Um, for Casey Global Design, and, and it's been just a great ride. Um, but clearly, I am not an engineer. I'm not an architect. I'm not a GC, um, but I love to tell great stories, and, and that's how I've gotten to this table. Quite a journey. Yeah, Well, um, <laughs> you would have been a great reporter, but we'll, Thank we'll, you. we'll, we'll allow the, the rest of the great work you've done. Um, 
Appreciate I'm glad that. you figured that out in school, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich, let's move on to you. Give us a little bit about your background. I know you've been very engaged in Kansas City and obviously with Henderson Engineers for many years. Yeah, well, I'm impressed that you remember that I was on your show. It was back in 2016. I'm sure it was one of the highest rated shows you've ever done. It, it was why- actually. We talked a lot about uh, a couple of new stadiums you were working on at the we, time. We I did. believe We did. That, that might have gotten was- some attention. <laughs> that was fun, and uh, it's great to learn more about Ashley and Jen. And uh, just a great history. And Jennifer, I had no idea you've been at so many firms. That's great yeah. that you bring that. But I'm an engineer through and through. I have uh, two degrees in engineering from the University of Kansas. Grew up in Topeka. I have four kids, all starting with the letter P. Uh, married uh, my wife Carol. Thirty-two years ago, we met at KU. I've been at Henderson uh, for twenty-eight years. I've been the president and CEO for about the last 10 years, um, but I stepped back down to an emeritus status in January, and it's been great. Uh, but I love engineering. I love Kansas City, and so it was just a natural for me to get involved in KC Global Design, and I think I've been involved for seven years. I was uh, Henderson was one of the founding members of Global Design when it first started, and uh, been really happy to watch how it's progressed, and then bringing an executive director on like Ashley as really, it's just the next step in our progression. So great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, and congrats on your new status. It sounds it's very good. fancy, Rich. It sounds <laughs> old, you know, President Emeritus. <laughs> that means you're very smart and accomplished in yeah. my book. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's jump into the background and history of Casey Global Design. Uh, let's start with uh, first with Rich. Give us kind of the background of this. I know you have been engaged for a while. I know it's it's grown over the years, but tell us kind of a little bit about how we got to this point. Sure. Well, one of the things that's a little bit interesting about architects and engineers is that our makeup is that we don't really look for attention. Uh, you know, we like being in the background. We like solving problems. We like making the world a better place and helping others. Uh, and so when this was first floated as a part of Casey Rising back in 2015, and those of you that don't know, Casey Rising was an organization that was created by Mark, by the Civic Council, by KCADC, and also by the Chamber. And they, back in 2015, they were looking for something to really get started to jumpstart KC Rising. And so they were looking at different traded sectors in the metropolitan area. And somebody began to count how many architects and engineers and contractors there are. And they counted and they counted and they counted and the number is large. And it's just such a big concentration and an asset here in Kansas City, the thought was if we could get all of these people, all of these professionals, all these firms working together, how could we elevate this in Kansas City for the good of the region? So that was the initial, it was really more of probably an economic development ploy early on, but it's just that whole notion of we have this concentration of professionals that are exporting their expertise around the world and that revenue and that money is coming back into Kansas City. So how do we, you know, polish that and grow that and make people understand how important it is to our region to have this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a it's got a rich history, that's for sure. And then uh, I want to I want to segue over to Ashley. Ashley, you know, you're you're the new managing director. Um, what 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 are your thoughts on what Rich just said? I mean, how excited does that make you as someone who's been in the role now for what a couple months or a month? Yes. So officially starting week five. So (laughs) getting close to that expert status, I I guess. No, Um, you know, yeah, Rich, I mean, outlined it really well. And just learning about the rich history, as you just, you know, mentioned, Jason, truly the energy and momentum around this initiative. And I have been encouraged by uh, the people that I've had a chance to meet within the industry the last you know month or so, and everyone just wanting to come together and seeing the bigger picture of where this can go. There's been so much incredible work done to this point. And I think that these recent the, the recent shift of it going to KCADC, in addition to a different structure in terms of having one dedicated person in the position that I'm in to really continue that momentum uh, is just really exciting. Not to mention, you know, you think about all of the projects happening, you know, right now in Kansas City and just the momentum, you know, from that standpoint and, and having an opportunity to be involved in that and really share that story. As Jen, you know, said, that's going to be part of my role, too, is is sharing the the stories of the amazing work that 
uh, is happening right now in Kansas City and continue will um, or will happen, you know, um, continuing happen, happening going forward. So uh, it's just a really exciting time for Kansas City and for this initiative, I think, to, to keep forging ahead. Yeah, and I think um, you mentioned that KCADC now is kind of where it's housed, of course. And I, I think that is important um, because I, you know, there's such a, there's such an engagement with KCADC mm-hmm. and, and with selling Kansas City and with the touch points that they have and the vision that they have. So let's talk a little bit more about that and why that's important. Um, you know, anyone can answer this question, but you know, whoever wants to take it first, kind of why is that important now to the future of KC uh, Global Design? Well, I'll, I'll start, and then Jen, I don't know if you want to, to wrap up, but I, the Civic Council was an amazing mm-hmm. home for global design, and they put so much hard work and effort to get us to where we're at right now, and uh, I really want to celebrate and thank the Civic Council for the work that they've done, uh, Sherry and Marilyn and many others, uh, but you said it, Jason, you know, what KCADC, they're the cheerleader for Kansas City, and they're all about talent. They're all about growth, and they're all about branding, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what global design needs. And so, you know, the, the genesis of this kind of happened at a Royals game with some key stakeholders, and at the end of that game, you know, I just felt really positive that this was the right move for all of our member firms, uh, and so far, it's worked out great, and just bringing Ashley on board uh, it's just proven to be a really good decision. But I do want to make sure that the Civic Council gets credit because without them and without Casey Rising, we wouldn't be where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. I completely agree to that. I'll, I'll piggyback on that. And forgive me, guys, for those watching at home. I was shaking my head because my former CEO just popped in my window. So I apologize for that. But, um, you know, I I think it's resources, right? It resources and connections. The, the Civic Council got us to a great start, um, but now having the benefit of, of having that next tier dis- visibility and those connections to great data, great resources, great research, and then again, a large, even a larger platform to tell this story. Um, we're just all looking forward to, to seeing where this is going to go next. And then of course, now with Ashley at the helm, um, you know, having that direction and, and a solid strategy will really continue this momentum. And I think we're off to a, a tremendously positive start. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Um, Ashley, let's let's segue there and kind of tell us some about the members of the organization at Casey Global Design and kind of what industries they're in, the cross sectors, uh, you know, the inclusivity of it. Uh, who is engaged with the Casey Global Design right now? So currently members uh, of KC Global Design. We've got 28. uh, And so obviously wanting to continue to increase that membership base. And I think one thing I want to make sure to note is the importance of that inclusivity and making sure that we have representation across the board, big firms, smaller firms, um, you know, and obviously minority owned firms, women owned firms. So just making sure that we have that cross representation and that that feedback um, from across, you know, multiple organizations in terms of sizes and, and making sure that that's diverse. So that is something that we're working toward and, and one of our goals uh, moving forward. And so um, so obviously that that's a key area of focus of mine. Mm-hmm. You've got them all I- over your website too, uh, kcglobaldesign.com. There's a lot of a lot of people I've heard of on there and some that I haven't, which is a good thing. Um, Jason, you are thanks for the mix. shout out uh, about the website. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. We launched it last year. That was part of the awareness work group that I'm on and and appreciate the the additional visibility there. We're, we're, we're naming the firms. They're all there. Um, but I know, you know, actually, uh, we were talking about this yesterday. There, the research shows that there's 500 um, design-related firms here in the city with more than 20 employees. And and, you know, fewer than that, there's there's more than a thousand. And so, you know, I think Ashley's got her work cut out for her, right? Like we, we're just scratching the surface in terms of the member firms and the membership um, because, you know, we've got some great mega brands on there. We've got large companies such as J.E. Dunn, H&TB, Black & Veatch, Burns & McDonald, Henderson, down to medium size, like my firm, BR Architecture. And now we're bringing in more of the smaller firms. But again, with 500 more to choose from, I think that if we collectively add additional, even more than 100, think about the resources and the reach that we'll be able to get um, through that through that momentum. Sorry to interrupt you. No, that's great. And I, I'm looking at the website now, kcglobaldesign.com. You also have a grid group of community partners 
um, which uh, we can talk about briefly. But those those are people like the Kauffman Foundation. You mentioned the Civic Council, um, KCADC, of course, uh, the Mid-American Regional Council, KC Rising, you know, a- a- AIA, Kansas City. There's so many different organizations, too, that are not, you know, big member firms, but are community partners which is another important ingredient to success, right, Ashley? Definitely, definitely. No, you mentioned, and that's one thing that we wanted to make sure and cover today is just the importance of those community partners. Um, you mentioned so many, but obviously NOMA, um, that being the National Organization of Minority Architects, um, SHBE, Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. You said Casey Design Center. So continuing to grow that base because those partners are also very important and will be instru- instrumental um, as we continue moving things forward. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say here is, is that you've got everyone on board and you still have room to grow, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's amazing all of the the buy-in that you have from not only the member firms, but also the community uh, as you continue to grow here. Uh, it's a good place to be, Ashley, as, a, as five weeks in, right? That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> Oh, man. And then you have a board and you have chairs and engagement. Um, what are the role of the of the co-chairs and the work groups? And let's let's move that over to Jen here for that one. Sure. Um, well, you know, clearly we t- we talked about Rich's involvement as a as a founding member, um, so to speak, with with his involvement and in, in, uh, partnering with Tom O'Grady with H and T B and now Dominique. Um, Davison with Draw Architecture. So they're really the, the kind of the three um, leadership co-chairs uh, that are really working with Ashley to drive this um, collective forward. Uh, then we have three quote unquote work groups. Um, so it's uh, talent, awareness, and innovation. And um, I, I, w- I want to just uh, start with awareness since that's the work group that I'm on. It's chaired by Robin Broder at Henderson and um, uh, sorry, Maria Maffrey with BNIM. And the purpose of that work group is truly storytelling and and raising the awareness of the KC Global Design. Um, We really have focused largely with um, amplifying our social media efforts since we know that a lot of our audience is there um, and and target audience and we'll we'll talk about those initiatives in a little while. And then of course um, working to redo the website, get that up and running and make it as optimal as possible. So um, that's the awareness work group and those co-chairs. Then we have um, our talent work group that is chaired by um, Mary McCann with GBA. And then um, it was uh, chaired, co-chaired by my former or my colleague, Joan Redhair. She's actually rolling off and um, it's opened the seat for Willie Pegues with um, McCown Gordon. And they are uh, working together to foster all of that talent awareness. So recruitment and retention and keeping that great talent here in Kansas City instead of going to the coast or going to other cities to forge their design careers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, the innovation work group. Um, I want to get these names right. So Chris Mignoron with J.E. Dunn. Um, he is a co-chair of that along with Steve McDowell with uh, BNIM. And they are looking at, you know, Casey Global Design like a think tank. You know, how how can we foster great new ideas from this collective number of firms? You know, what are the what's the next phase for the AEC industry? How you know how can they incubate on fantastic and rethink new ideas for design and innovation in Kansas City? So, those are the four um, and tons of work that's that's already happening out of each of those. Wow, you guys have a lot on your plate. It's exciting because uh, I've been saying this for years that. Well, a lot of people have, of, of course, that, that we have such an asset here uh, in such a big industry. And, you know, how many articles have we read about places in other countries or across the world that have a Kansas City impact? And, you know, getting engaged with all these work groups, it's just it helps us to kind of continue to amplify that and to continue mm-hmm. to build this brand. And I just I get very excited about it. And uh, it's very cool to see. Rich Smith is with us, Jennifer Lerner and Ashley McDonald. We're talking about KC Global Design on the Grill Nation show. The website is kcglobaldesign.com. Obviously, thank the Kansas City Area Development Council. Their website is thinkkc.com. That is where KC Global Design is housed now. And I would appreciate the Civic Council for all their work that they did to, uh, to get it to this point and all the work that all the folks have done for years to build the Kansas City Global environment. Uh, with design. Rich, I want to turn to you and um, let's talk about assets and, and, and what what uh, Kansas City Global Design has in its arsenal, if you will, um, 
why is Kansas City a global destination uh, for this work? Well, um, that, that's a great question. And there's a hundred year history here that we're talking about. And it's probably hard to boil it down into a few things, but I'm going to try to do that. But I did want to say one thing. There are a few of us that are really excited about college basketball right now and what happened in Lawrence and in basketball. You've got your top 25. Well, in the, in the design community, you've got your top 25 as well. It's called the ENR ratings. And uh, in Kansas City, we have four firms that are in the ENR top 25 in terms of size and revenue. And if you look at Kansas City as a whole, as an MSA, we're maybe 31st or 32nd. So to have four firms in the top 25 here in Kansas City is pretty amazing. I'll try to do this quickly, but I've come up with four inflection points that have brought us to where we're at right now. The first one happened really back at the turn of the century, and I'm talking the 1800s and the 1900s. And there were three real titans of the industry that made a decision to start here in Kansas City, and that's HNTB, Burns and & Mac, and Black and & Beach. And some of those decisions were geographic-based. Uh, I think it was Burns and Mac that the founders of that firm looked at this area and thought that there would be more clients because of the number of municipalities. And so the fact that those three firms all started about the same time and they're all the largest you know, titans in the industry was a really big inflection point and really got us started. The next thing that happened was the Truman Sports Complex. And the Truman Sports Complex, which opened, I think, in 1972, really changed how people looked at sports architecture and the experience in the environment. And through the success of those two facilities, um, so much grew and developed here in Kansas City. And there are so many, there's a book written on it. Uh, Tom Wagner, who used to be with HOK, mm -hmm. uh, wrote a book. He's been on the show and he, and I have actually played golf with him and I'm very excited about his book. I have not read it yet. But I will be. And we we talked about that. Like that is just amazing as an inflection point, how that all kind of started. And it was just all kind of chance. And it really was the success of those two facilities that were built specific for those sports. And so that spawned a whole nother industry that's here in Kansas City. Uh, the next inflection point uh, was the Hyatt disaster. And uh, that was a, a, a low point in the history of our city. But what came out of that was. Uh, a movement of sustainability, uh, Bob Berkevile and BNIM, and that firm helped lead the sustainability movement. And there's a strength here in Kansas City surrounding sustainability. The fourth that I wanted to mention uh, is a little bit selfish because it uh, has to do with our, my firm and Jen's firm, but it's the Walmart effect. And uh, Walmart was the largest builder in the world for many years and Bentonville doesn't have a lot of architects and engineers and contractors. And so they ended up moving a lot of that uh, design requirement to Kansas city. And through that, our firm has flourished and I know BRR has flourished and we've taken that and grown, you know, that retail and that experiential design that we both do. So those are four things that I've kind of come up with. Uh, one thing else that I wanted to mention uh, one of the things that I've learned over uh, my experience is that talent is critical and so is leadership. Mm -hmm. And here in Kansas City, we have access to some fantastic talent. And if you look at the engineering schools, Iowa State, MU, UMKC, KU, and K-State, and really Arkansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they're not that far away. So the access to talent has been really a you know, jet fuel for a lot of the engineering firms and architecture firms here in Kansas City to be able to have that. In fact, I'll go out on a limb and say, you know, I started at Henderson. We had 50 employees. We now have a thousand. What's happened at Henderson wouldn't have happened in Denver or wouldn't have happened in Chicago or Dallas. And it was the, the support, the resources and the talent that existed here that helped fuel the growth that we had for the last 30 years or so. And you mentioned, uh, Jen, you mentioned some statistics earlier in the show. Um, well, I'm going to put those on the screen here. We have 28 firms, 500 companies, and 200 headquarters. Mm -hmm. Again, and those are in, in what sectors again? 
so across the sectors. So mm -hmm. we have, you know, architecture, engineering, construction, that's all represented there. And it's everything from civil, electrical, so MEP, um, and then, of course, design and architecture. And it, it really cuts across, like, the, the swath of industries. But then when you, when you collectively think about the member firms that are represented and the headquarters that are here, it, I mean, we support not only sports architecture, architecture, right? Like we are like the hub for sports architecture in the world in Kansas City. But um, retail and grocery, like, you know, Rich mentions, we've, we've collectively, our firms have done collectively billions of square feet in retail and grocery design work over the years. Then you get to infrastructure and you think about firms like, you know, Burns and Mac and H&TB, and they get into bridges, roads, aviation. Um, so, so many different sectors, healthcare, education, um, those are all touched by the member firms across Casey Global Design. So we really have a, a global impact when it when it comes down to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think people think about the sports architecture, but it's so much more. Um, those are the those are the glitzy and glamorous projects that we see on the news and in mm -hmm. the business journal and on ESPN. But, you know, you're doing stuff with solar, you're doing stuff with uh, infrastructure and, and, and helping the world become a better place here all in Kansas City. One of the issues that um, I wanted to get into, and I, I found this on your website uh, at kcglobaldesign.com, was about uh, designing for connection, community, and collaboration. What does that mean? Uh, and can we get into greater depth on that? Uh, we sure. can start with Jen. Sure, I'll take that one. So, you know, like I was just talking about the, you know, it's, it's kind of threefold um, in terms of how our member firms really touch um, the day-to-day -day lives. So we truly design for connection. And when you think about that, it's how do we connect each other? How do we get connected? Um, whether that's through infrastructure like roads and airports and um, public transportation systems, a number of our member firms are designing those systems today. Then you think about community, um, you know, a grocery store, a hospital, um, a, a college or a local community college. Again, member firms like, um, you know, that are based here are all working together to design those types of places that truly create community. Um, there's urban planning. Uh, member firms. There, there are designers here that are really thinking through what it means to be part of a community and how can you design the built environment for that. Um, and then finally, it comes down to collaboration. So office spaces, how where spaces where um, people are solving problems and collaborating to solve problems every day. So that's office environments, um, warehouses, fulfillment centers, um, places of higher education. Uh, so again, those are really the three buckets that you know we've we've kind of collectively thought about it in terms of where our member firms land. Um, but that seems to be, you know, how Kansas City is really becoming the hub of that type of design. You know, think about us like the Silicon Valley, right? So, you know, Silicon Valley is known for tech and known for IT and, and information systems. Think about Kansas City as a center for design. And, and that's where we're really trying to take it uh, through the efforts of Casey Global Design. Uh, we have a comment here as the live stream, but uh, uh, gen a gentleman, Leonard Hughes, says, how can we help create a conference or showcase in Kansas City to increase awareness on a design headquarters? Uh, at some point, maybe you guys will obviously have some sort of a huge uh, conference or gathering where we can bring in more people to see all the work you're doing. Uh, so many exciting projects. I, I just wanted to kind of, you know, talk about that and maybe maybe you could highlight a few that that maybe some of the listeners don't know about that we've actually created here out of Kansas City that are worldwide known uh, that kind of started here. If somebody wants to take that, I don't know if Jen, Rich, or Ashley want to comment uh, on some, you know, things that we can be showcasing and that people have heard of across the world. Oh my gosh. I mean, where do we begin? Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Give you us know, a handful, I mean, you know, it, just a few. It's, it's, you know, the big stuff we were talking about sports arch architecture and, you know, you have HOK doing Mercedes Benz stadium. Right. And I know that, you know, Henderson, Henderson sported that one, right, Rich. I apologize. Um, some, work on yep, yep. some work on that one. Um, account Gordon working on the Garmin headquarters building um, down in Olathe. We have, I've got a whole list in front of me. We have a, a small <laughs> and they're farm on your website too. 
Right. A, a firm like Pendulum that they're doing work with Dunkin' Donuts nationwide. Um, so, you know, people, places that everyone uses every day, it's likely that a lot of our firms here in Kansas City have touched those. Um, you know, I think about the Museum at Prairie Fire that was also done um, here locally. I'm looking at my big list. Um Turner did the Lenexa Library here in Kansas City. Um, so, you know, I think that it's both big and small, you know, we have firms that are that are working every day to to touch those types of projects. And 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 I know I'm missing a ton in terms of global representation, right? Like that we've infrastructure projects done by HNTB, bridges, tunnels um, that are done in Europe and um, in other parts of the world. So, you know, I think that. It, 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 we're, we're still not known to be an international center of design, but truly when you step back and think about it and look at the project list, we, we're, we are, if not, we're getting there. But Jason, the last time I checked, water is pretty dang important. Mm -hmm. And the impact that the firms in Kansas City have on the global water distribution, I think that the last data that I saw that 20% of the water that's uh, provided around the world comes from firms designed in Kansas City. Uh, two two projects. Didn't that know I that. Like that's a that's an amazing statistic there. Um, yes. Wow. You know, it's not super sexy, but it's pretty dang, dang important. Uh, the two projects I'd like to mention uh, that Henderson has been involved in. First was SoFi Stadium in the Los Angeles area, and uh, we were all disappointed the Chiefs weren't there for the Super Bowl, but. You know, here at Henderson, we're, we're proud that there was a Kansas City involvement in that project. And so that's a cool one. And another one that I want to mention is KCI, our own home airport. And there are plenty of uh, local firms here that are involved in that. And that's I took a tour about two months ago, and that's going to be a game changer. It's really going to open a lot of people's eyes to what Kansas City is about. And the last thing I want to mention, that comment was a really good comment. And that's something that we've talked about with Ashley you know, we're still somewhat in a startup phase with KC Global Design, but at some point in time, we want to get to that point where we have a, an annual dinner or a conference and we have awards and we really celebrate some of the great design work that's coming out of Kansas City. That'd be awesome. That'd be really awesome. Um, you know, I've just been going through the projects on the website and they're all interactive. If you go to kcglobaldesign.com, um, just so many cool, like, cultural centers, parks, you know, you talked about infrastructure, all the stadiums, uh, some of which I was unaware of we'd even worked on uh, through Kansas City. Uh, you know, the, the Memorial Torch at uh, Las Vegas Raiders Stadium. I know uh, Dimensional Innovations had something to do with that. I mean, there's just so many. Uh, and it's just so cool to look at up on the website just to kind of see all the things that, that we're touching right now as a community and as an industry. Um, I want to start with Ashley on this next question because we haven't heard from her in a while. Uh, Ashley, um, what are our ultimate goals here? I think this is important to kind of frame up. We've got all these things happening. We've, we've got people working on so many different things. Kansas City is obviously changing the world. What are the ultimate goals for KC Global Design here locally, nationally, and, and globally? Because on a global scale, a lot of people probably know about a lot of these companies. But do they know about them locally and do they know about them here in the country? So what are the ultimate goals? Yes. No. And I love that question. And I love hearing. I mean, I think there's a reason why obviously Jen and Rich are in the positions that they are, too, just because they are tremendous resources and just hearing about the projects and all that's been done in Kansas City and then being able to share those stories and reach some of our goals of how do we elevate this? We know that a lot of this amazing work is happening right here in our city and will continue to, to happen uh, in years ahead. And so, you know, really making sure that we are capturing those stories, elevating um, all of that great work uh, to raise awareness because um, there's just much potential, obviously. And so, you know, in my first several weeks uh, in this position, I'm really just going and doing a listening tour and really trying to understand, you know, where we want to shape our goals and strategy going forward. As we said, there's been so much amazing work done to this point around this initiative um, and just really helping to shape our strategy going forward. We need that feedback. And even seeing the question that just came in a little bit ago, I love that, you know, what can we do to around a conference or an event? I think there's definitely potential uh, to do that, you know, and, and I think that 
back to your point around the goals specifically at a local level that then I think will impact both our national and then globally um, have an impact as well. But just thinking about the awareness standpoint, as I've shared already, the talent piece, you know, we know that so many students, as we've said, go to KU, K-State, K-State, some of those regional schools, and then go off to the coast to work where, what can we do to keep them here? Um, you know, obviously has been a goal and, and continuing to push that forward. And then innovation, uh, it is amazing to hear the people who are involved with our innovation pillar and and just uh, the ideas that they have and, and really working with that group to, to carry some of those forward and really ma- make an impact locally, nationally and globally. Mm-hmm. Very fascinating. Um, you know, you might not have as much trouble getting people to come to a uh, conference because half of them will live here. So, you know, there you go. Uh, (laughs) uh, People working on these projects. You mentioned equity uh, and diversity in the industry and community earlier. Let's just touch upon that briefly. Um, That's very important to this initiative as well. And uh, Ashley or or Jen or Rich, do you want to comment on that? Um, You know, this discussion is is important and, you know, especially when it comes to talent and recruitment as well. Ashley, you want to start and then I'll take it? Yeah, I can I can definitely start. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier the importance of talking about the member firms and making sure we have cross representation and not just the big firms, but a wide uh, variety and diverse uh, member um, representation there. And then that obviously carries through a lot of the, the work that's being done on the talent side. And how can we make sure that we're recruiting and retaining talent um, that represents uh, diversity. And, and so that's obviously, you know, it's, it's twofold. It's really thinking about the member base, but then also how does that carry through in terms of the talent and what we're trying to, to recruit here to Kansas city? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's, it's back to some of the community, the partners, the local partners that we're working with in terms of those, um, diverse diversity and equity initiatives, you know, partnering with NOMA and partnering with, um, the Hispanic, um, society of engineers, like those are truly like concerted initiatives to continue to think through how can we attract additional students to STEM? How can we, um, you know, raise awareness of design engineering STEM careers within, um, schools and programs that wouldn't have that level of exposure or the resources. Um, you know, where are the cross-training opportunities? There, the talent work group has, has really looked at what are those strategies and initiatives that, you know, collectively we can do to just really raise awareness with STEM, partner locally with organizations like Casey Scholars, you know, continue to educate at the junior high and high school level, um, just just to really start to continue to fill the pipeline and, and make sure that we are reaching, you know, all of the aspects of our society and community, not just, you know, that those that traditionally would have great exposure to STEM related uh, resources and, and career paths. So, Jason, a great success story that I'd like to mention. Uh, Global Design did a webinar with OHUB. And we had a, a young African-American engineer from Atlanta listen to that and through that got exposed to global design and the opportunities in Kansas City. And uh, this individual ended up coming to work at Henderson. And I met him. We have a disc golf league that, that plays every week. And I met him playing disc golf and I heard his story and how he ended up in Kansas City and how he fell in love with the opportunities that existed in Kansas City. That's what we want to do. We want to impact people's lives and let people know that there are great opportunities here. And it's not just one firm. If you're coming to work at Henderson, uh, it's not just the end of the line. There's other opportunities. There's other firms and there's other things that you can do here in Kansas City. And Rich, I'll piggyback on that with one more initiative from the from the talent work group. Um, last year, uh, you know, Casey Global Design helped um, partnered with Casey Scholars to fund a scholarship for um, a now twelfth grader at Cristo Ray High School um, who had expressed interest in architecture and engineering. And that student now will have enough funds, you know, with help from the Coffin Foundation, Casey Scholars, and um, Kansas City Global Design to to really help his forge his career. Um, the next step in that is we really hope to work with the student um, to find, uh, you know, a- additional ways for him to, 
get visibility within some of our members and, and shadow for a day or work together with an architect, work together with an engineer and, and help him understand what a career in design might look like for him. Um, and that was just one one teeny tiny little baby step, but I feel like, you know, these, these initiatives, that's just, we're scratching the surface, but we're, we're continuing to find great strategies with our community partners and um, with the universities and the high schools that we're working with to, um, to do that. You guys are definitely getting in early and you're, uh, you're engaged. You know, you mentioned the webinars, you mentioned the career fairs, networking opportunities. I think that's the way that we're going to, we got to continue to tell that story on a global level and Every little thing you just mentioned, I think, really helps with that. We're talking about KC Global Design here on the Grill Nation show. I appreciate everyone listening today or watching us on uh, YouTube, social media, on podcast networks. Uh, thanks to the Kansas City Area Development Council for their, their great work here in Kansas City and as well as KC Global Design and what they're working on and growing here. Um, what are you all most excited about for Kansas City moving forward? Are there specific projects or events uh, that you're excited about as far as momentum at this point in time? Let's start with Rich. Okay. So I'm fascinated by history. And if you go back to the 70s, it was like a golden era in Kansas City for projects. And if you look at Crown Center, the Truman Sports Complex, KCI, uh, Bartle Hall opened in the 70s, and then my personal favorite, Worlds of Fun. Um, but for some reason, somebody took their foot off the gas pedal, and uh, I don't think we fully leveraged some of the work that was done uh, in the 70s. If you look back over the last five to 10 years, and if you look going forward, there's been a tremendous amount of investment made in our community. And I moved to Kansas City in 1988, and uh, the Quaff was the only bar, a restaurant that I even remember. It just, the, the downtown just rolled up. And to see where we're at right now and the investment that's made, and there's going to be opportunities to leverage that even more with some exciting projects that are on the horizon. And so I think it's really important that we uh, don't rest on some of the decisions that are made and continue to be uh, aggressive. I think the biggest opportunity that we have as a, as a community, and this doesn't necessarily have to do with architecture and engineering, but I think it has to do with shared prosperity. And we need to figure out a way uh, to further provide opportunities and equalize the playing field and the amount of talent and the amount of people that are available, if we can pull that off, could really help Kansas City uh, in, in the goals that it has for itself. Mm -hmm. Well said. Uh, I think we should have uh, definitely put our pedal to the metal here in the 80s and 90s. And, <laughs> and we should not have... Uh, we should have react. We should have continued to do that. Uh, but I'm glad we're doing it now again. Uh, what about you got you two, Jen and Ashley? Are there um, any exciting things that you're really, really keyed in on? And then we'll get into the next question about, you know, things that you hope we will do in the next three to five years. But let's talk about uh, what you're excited about first. Then we'll, we'll pivot to that. So I grew up outside of Chicago. Um, and so that was always my, you know, my city, right? I, I loved Chicago and and that was my hometown. But I've lived in Kansas City now for 22 years. Um, love it here. It, it has become my home. And like Rich said, watching it flourish and grow has been tremendous. You know, when I first moved here in 2000 and I lived on Quality Hill and I went to the Coif, right? And, and otherwise, I was so surprised when I moved here that there was nothing happening downtown and that made it very sad, you know, for me and, and eventually moved south, went to the plaza and, and, and figured out the spots in town where there was uh, vibrancy and culture and life and people living and working in more of an urban environment. Um, but now, you know, after living here, the, the two parts that I'm so excited about is the, the new terminal at KCI. I mean, wow. I mean, when you think about what that's going to do for us from a connect, from a connectivity standpoint, from just opening up new new travel points and attracting new people through KCI. That's, that's phenomenal. Um, and then watching that streetcar project flourish and what it's done, you know, to the river market slash city market through and now going south to the plaza, I feel like it's just going to continue to gain momentum and forge additional economic development. And that's so exciting. Just again, being a, a Chicagoland native, just seeing that public transportation grow and thrive, that to me, is going to just allow more people to travel through the city and to spend their dollars and to be um, 
allowed to get more culture and and get more access to things that they may not have before. So those are those are two exciting points that I'm I'm really excited about in the next few years. You mentioned uh, public transportation. I think that that comes up as one thing that that will help will continue to do in, in the next three to five years, as well as you know obviously infrastructure updates. Um, you know, cause we have the NFL draft coming here in a few mm-hmm. years, we have potentially the world cup. There's a lot of momentum. We have to make sure we don't drop the ball on those events. And one of the ways we could continue to improve is obviously better public transportation more access, which with Jen and, uh, Rich mentioned as far as shared prosperity, uh, Ashley, anything you want to add to that as far as, uh, what you're hoping we can do and accelerate on, or, and we're excited about moving forward. Yeah, you know, I think that Rich and Jen said it very well, and I would echo and agree um, with what they shared. You know, the airport, it's the front door to our city, as oftentimes you hear, and just that first impression to what we are doing here, uh, not to mention all the projects, you know, that are happening and have been announced recently. With KCADC, obviously, it was very exciting. I think my second week on the job, the meta announcement happened, so that's obviously really exciting for the city, and, and knowing that um, those announcements will only continue uh, over the next three to five years and beyond. And so the more that we can do today to kind of set that foundation and continue that momentum, then the better off we're all going to be um, right here in, in this city. So, Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think the overall impact you're all going to have with KC Global Design is just so important to the future of our city. Um, continue to grow that, to recruit more talent, to, to spawn new member firms that come out of, you know, other firms and continue to expand kind of like Silicon Valley did. I think, I think we need to embrace that and just allow entrepreneurship and, and, you know, to grow. And, uh, and I think it can grow in your market with so many people that have started with one of these early firms and kind of started their own firm. And then they, the other people there start a firm. And before you know it, you have hundreds and of companies that have created so many different projects throughout our world is, uh, it's pretty cool. And just, um, just so important to the Kansas City region, that's for sure, as far as economic impact. Last question I have, uh, and then obviously anyone can, can, can talk about whatever they want here as we, uh, as we get closer to the end of the show is, you know, what, what do you have for, as far as advice for those who want to enter the industry of design and, and any of these different sectors? What would you tell them uh, and, and how would they get engaged, whether it's with Casey Global Design or if there's somebody who's a, a young person who wants to get engaged in one of these industries what would be your best advice? And let's start with uh, Rich and then uh, we'll have, we'll, we'll head to Jen and then Ashley, we'll finish up with you. Well, Jason, you mentioned this. There are so many people in Kansas city in this industry, probably a neighbor is, is working in this industry. Um, I have not talked with Ashley about this, so I don't want to put her on the spot, but I do know <laughs> that at Henderson, uh, we do job shadows. Uh, we encourage uh, young people to come and spend a couple hours, you know, we'll hook them up with a near peer so they can get a feel, but there is not a better time to be in this industry. Uh, There's so much innovation and so much that is happening. And to be able to sit at a desk and work with like-minded professionals and solve problems and use computer software to model things, and then go out and see these things being built and constructed and be a part of that, extremely, extremely rewarding. Um, We just need to get the word out. And that's that's the goal of KC Global Design. That's great. I will piggyback on that. I, w- I would say, um, you know, especially for the the girls out there, um, there is room at the table, um, and and a STEM education is is a golden ticket into this is type of arena and this type of career path. Um, you know, I, I'm lucky at at BRR. Our firm is basically 50 50 men and women. It's wonderful. Architecture seems to have a, have a have a great you know. Um, it attracts women and men equally. Um, I, I can't say the same for our my engineering friends and or the the guys in the in the men and women in the construction industry. I think we have a little bit to go there, um, but you know early engagement in those STEM paths, thinking about, you know, where one could take their career in design, there's just so much great opportunity. And I would say, you know, it's just keeping an eye on those networking events, those, um, you know, high school events that are STEM focused, especially for girls. I think that, you know, uh, moms and dads continue to, to, to encourage your girls out there to, to look at those careers. I know I'm not an engineer, architect, or GC. I know I'm in marketing. I love words, um, but I will happily fly the flag. Uh, for those that are interested in AEC, because 
like Rich said, there is so much opportunity. There's so much momentum right now. And it's, 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 it's really just a, a straight line to a successful career. I love that. And then we'll finish off with uh, Ashley. I know you, uh, you have a lot of initiatives, so um, I'm sure there'll be many more to announce and ways for people to get engaged, right? Definitely, definitely. And I too have the marketing uh, journalism background, so I can help share the story as Jen had indicated. But that early engagement, I will say in the four and a half, five weeks I've been in this role, it is amazing to me and encouraging to me how many opportunities there are for students and young adults who are even thinking about the industry. So just having that conversation and having an understanding of what those opportunities are ahead of them, uh, I know, I, you know, I think is just is really incredible and, and will make a difference as they're deciding that pathway going forward. I have one more question, and I, and I hope that uh, I'm not surprising anyone here, but if you had essentially had, um, you know, a minute with somebody from another country or from another city or from another state that didn't know anything about the Kansas City area, the Kansas City global design world, um, what would be your kind of your pitch to them as to why they should come to Kansas City and why they should uh, engage in what we're doing here with KC Global Design? You know, if somebody you really wanted, Rich or Jen or Ashley, to move here or to create something here, to what, what would be your selling point? If there's just a handful of words you could share with us. For me, it would be the city. Forget about architects, engineering, contractors. If you can get people to come and visit Kansas City and you can see the quality of life, the history, uh, people are going to be sold on it. And then just the fact that we're this asset of architecture and engineering and design is kind of a cherry on top. But if you can get people here, the city sells itself. I completely agree with that, especially not having grown up here. Um, you know, Kansas City is not flyover country. When I hear my friends on the coast say that, it just drives me a little bit insane. But those that have actually visited me here, they're, they always comment, the city is rich in culture, rich in diversity. There's so much happening and there's this energy that's happening here, um, as well as the friendliness and the down to earth people. People are willing to help and, and give advice and show the way. And so, you know, above and beyond that, just just knowing that, I think Rich is right. The city sells itself. And then the cherry on top is that, you know, if, if those of, you know, those in places in the, across the world, if they're interested in architecture, engineering, or construction, this is the place to be. Yeah, you can live in a great city and then travel to all these other places and work on some of the most iconic projects in the world. Exactly. <laughs> it's not a bad deal, right? <laughs> well, I want to thank Ashley. Ashley, congrats on your new role as a managing director uh, of the organization, Casey Global Design. I really appreciate you joining us today and uh, obviously appreciate Jennifer Lerner, BR Architecture, and Rich Smith with Henderson Engineers and obviously a co-chair of the uh, Casey Global Design as well. Uh, Jennifer's on the Awareness Committee and Ashley is the Managing Director. also want to thank the Kansas City Area Development Council for all the work that they do here in Kansas City and uh, appreciate those who have watched or listened. You can connect with me on social media. I'll have to throw this out there as we finish today on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Also on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Jason Grill. And of course, you can listen to any of our shows or podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Google. Uh, and additionally, and I'll close with this, um, if you want to be on the show, shoot me an email, grillnationshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Today's show is exceptional. Uh, the guests were first class. Can't see ADC does great work. Casey Global Design is just, just doing amazing things. Again, their website is caseyglobaldesign.com. And uh, I think that's it, guys. I really appreciate you joining me today. Thanks so much, Jason. Thanks, everybody. And thanks to those who watched or listened. We will see you again soon. Take care. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.